The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. For listening to the Keeping It Beauty Show, I am your host Akila C. Thompson, and I am happy to be back from an amazing trip to Jamaica, which I will share a little bit about later. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. You can listen to our archive shows by going to our website, keepingabeauty.com. On our show, we aim to inspire you to elevate your dreams, your love, and your life. Before we jump into the show and introduce our topic and our guest for this evening, I want to welcome our amazing co-host who I heard held it down last week when I was in Jamaica, Miss Monique Gunn-Candon, who is a life coach, entrepreneur, speaker, and most importantly, a wife and a mom of two incredible kids. One who I hear is wrestling now and now he's pretty good. What's up, Monique? <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> So I hear little Jerron is, is out here killing it. Yeah, he's killing it on the mat, and he's killing his mama, too, because those are really <laughs> intense. Like, wrestling, I mean, we do track, we do football. I mean, he's he's he kills it on the track, too. But this wrestling is some other beast that I don't know anything about. And he's wrestled in three tournaments so far, and he's gotten first in all of them. So, yeah, I see. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, that, uh, I, I'm not ready for that part of being a parent when they play football and wrestling and all the possibilities of injuries, but it looks like he's yeah. having fun. Yeah. And honestly, that's the reason why I can keep, I guess, going and, and, and letting him do it. I said no to football. I knew that I wasn't going to win that battle. My husband was like football fanatic. Um, <laughs> and then wrestling was that thing that the coaches have been asking me to put him in since, or us to put him in since he was four. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. And now he's eight. And four years later, they finally won. And I said, okay, we're going to try this thing. And he's just so intrigued. He's having so much fun. He's learning so much. He's meeting new friends. And that's what makes it all worth it for me. I'm like, I can let him do this because we talk about passion all the time and he's right. really, really figuring out what he loves to do. So how can I stop that? You know? Oh, that's good. That's good. I am happy for little Jerron. Well, yeah. I just say thank you for holding it down for me last week. I'm so glad that I could be away and I didn't have to worry about the show. I heard that the show searching for your happy place was amazing. So I'm really excited to hear that in our archives on iHeartRadio. So tonight is, is is super special because, you know, last week, I Am Beauty became international. Yay! Applause, applause, applause. 
<laughs> and I was fortunate to work with two amazing groups of girls and women in Jamaica in a three-hour I Am Beauty Bootcamp workshop where, I mean, we laughed, we cried, we prayed, and it was just so inspiring. And I just almost like didn't even want to do any more work here in the U.S. Just wanted to figure out where's when's the next country? Where else can we go? Because they were just so appreciative and just the love and the trust was built in such a short period of time. And just watching um, how they looked in the mirror at themselves so differently after just a three-hour experience. I just would have loved to see what it would be like to see those young women after a 10-week program. So it just makes tonight really special because now I want to do more travel with a purpose, which is the topic for tonight's show. Uh, Our guest tonight was really one of my inspirations as to why I decided to seek out service work while I was in Jamaica. Uh, She's a great friend of mine and soon to be a lot more, in which I'm very excited to make our grand announcement this evening. Miss Ashley Company is a world travel expert, philanthropist, and CEO of Jelani Girl. And Jelani means great. She has traveled the world helping young women reimagine what it means to be great. We love to invite guests who take leaps because me and Monique have definitely taken leaps. We've leaped into our dreams and doing what we love to do now. And inspired by our dream, she made a bold move to leave corporate America and created a nonprofit organization focused on transforming urban young women into global citizens. So she's visited and volunteered in over 50 countries, raised over $150,000 for Jelani Girls Cultural Enrichment Program, and has impacted the lives of over 2,000 children in need. So, wow. (laughs) So let's, without further ado, let's welcome Ashley. Welcome, Ash. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for accepting our request and being here. And just thank you for being so inspiring. Because if it wasn't for me to you, um, I don't know if I would have even known to think about doing service work while I was in Jamaica. So welcome um, to our Iron Beauty family. Um, I was trying to figure out if we would make the announcement at the end or in the beginning, but I just, I really can't hold it. So before we get into <laughs> our show for this evening, um, the announcement, the big, 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 big announcement, the announcement. Okay. Drum so, roll, drum, drum roll. roll. <laughs> yes. So Jelani Girl, in partnership with I Am Beauty, presents the 2016 South African Tour, where we will be taking a group of girls from 14 to 18 years of age to tell them where we're going. Ashley, where are we going? <laughs> well, this South African tour, our girls will be able to go to Zambia, Zimbabwe, and South Africa, where yes. they will actually be able to visit one of the seven natural wonders of the world. Yes, and in addition to that, they'll participate in tours, excursions, a service project, peer exchange activities, cultural enrichment training, and of course, they get to participate in our I Am Beauty Leadership Academy. So I am very, 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 very excited at this opportunity to be able to take young women abroad and give them that experience. I myself, this is actually like a a bucket list dream of mine to be able to go to Africa. So I'm extremely excited to be able to do it in in partnership with you. Um, And, you know, just taking both of our visions to the next level by doing things together. So I'm super, super excited. So now that we got that out of the way, 
<laughs> so, Ashley, tell us a little bit about you and how you started Jelani Girls. Like, I know you, you know, as we mentioned, started in corporate, took the leap to um, start this nonprofit. So, I mean, just tell us a little bit about you and, you know, how you started Jelani Girls. Okay, sure. Um, so, Jelani Girls is, is something that I've always been really passionate about, even before I knew what the name would be. I've always had a passion for travel, service, and youth. And so um, throughout my matriculation through um, at Hampton University and working in the corporate sector, I was always kind of turning my wheels and coming up with plans on how I can mirror all of those things, merge all those things together um, and create a nonprofit. But after I got the experience I thought I needed, um, I went and traveled um, over 50 countries. Um, the majority of those countries I backpacked um, by myself on a solo mission um, doing volunteer uh, volunteering all over different continents. And that was a, just a really transformative experience in itself for, for me. Um, and so I just thought what, what that would be like to have a structured opportunity for kids, for teens, um, to really set their sights big and really dream big and think outside of their backyards or their boroughs. Um, so that's why I created Jelani Girls. And um, I, I have a lot of different passions, a lot of things that I believe can help youth develop, but I thought this was a very unique way and a void um, that needed to be filled in our communities because they already have sports camps and um, maybe the arts and music, things of that nature, which are great tools that I also use. But this is something that I think will take them to the next level and, and really get them to go from good to great and reaching their mm -hmm. highest possibility. Mm -hmm. I totally agree because I don't know about um, you, Monique. I myself didn't travel out of the country until I was like a graduate of college. So I didn't have the experience of being in high school and traveling to other countries. And my parents weren't well traveled because that's just, you know, their traveling is almost something that, you know, is is a cultural experience that you may inherit from your parents. If your parents are well traveled, they'll you'll, you, you will be well well traveled um, because they could afford it. And that just wasn't something that was a luxury in my household really to travel. So I didn't go on my first plane, I think, until like my the end of high school. So I think this is just an amazing experience to give young women um, this opportunity so early in high school. But I want to back you up just a little bit because you said you went backpacking. And I don't know about Mo, but as an African-American woman, I hear about a lot of, you know, other people that go backpacking. I have never heard of a, a black woman that I, you the first <laughs> black woman that I've met that like, I'm about to go get a backpack and I'm about to go volunteer to different countries. So I'm just curious as to what inspired you to do that. And like, how, like, <laughs> how, well, like, <laughs> I, always, I always wonder about that when I meet people and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm backpacked for a year. I'm like, where did you get money to backpack for a whole year? So, Ashley, please let us know how you did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I am a diva with a backpack. I also have a book coming out next year entitled Diva with a Backpack. And what basically what I did is that you can still embrace your womanhood and you might think, what am I going to do about my hair? But there's there's walk there's workarounds <laughs> for all types of considerations that you may come up with. Um, it is possible and it is worth it to travel, and you do not have to be rich because I'm not rich um, monetarily. So basically, I just um, I did have a little bit more experience than the average person because my parents, um, my mom, she was in the military, so we had to travel out of the country when I was younger. 
um, from time to time. But um, it's it's really all about preparation. And there's so many ways to save money and travel on a budget. And that's the beauty, actually, of backpacking. You're not in luxury resorts. There's no need for that because all of the richness of the country you find outside of the hotel room. And so when you have that mindset and that perspective, then you can really save a lot of money and actually get the most out of your trip. Um, so, And that's what I did. I just I prepped. Um, I learned languages of the places that I wanted to go. That also made my travel a lot easier. Um, and actually, while we don't see uh, a lot of black people traveling, I know while I was out there, it, it was very scarce. Um, and so I started writing about it, trying to encourage more people to travel. And that's why I created Jelani Women. Um, but in doing that, you actually would find that you blend in a lot more um, in these uh, in so many other countries because you're black, because there's so much of the population, the global population that that we are um, from the African diaspora. So you really could feel more comfortable if you would actually go outside of the U.S. And, you know, so you just have to really just open your eyes and just uh, talk to people like me. So thank you for having me on the show. Um, and you'll find out that it's not impossible. It's not hard. Well, I appreciate that and letting us know that it that it's not impossible because it's clearly not if you went to 50 different countries. So where did you decide, like, where you would go first? Like, or how do we get to the backpacking? Like, when do we make a decision that I'm going to get a backpack and I'm just going to travel around the world and I'm going to have experiences? So backtracking a little bit from your leap to corporate, I guess, when did you have this aha moment that you wanted to go on and do this? Because out of it, I guess, birthed Jelani girls and now Jelani women. Right. Well, you definitely want to be safe. It's very, very important to be safe. And that all comes from preparation. So I wouldn't expect anybody to have an aha moment and then uh, go try to travel 50 countries in one year. That That's not the way you want to go about it. So the first thing, it would be okay to go to maybe an all-inclusive resort, um, maybe by yourself, or um, if you go with friends, to go travel out a little bit of the resort for one day doing an, an excursion or so that you can get used to the traveling, international travel experience. And then um, once you get more comfortable with that, you might go and travel again somewhere but not necessarily stay on a resort because it's really kind of like very closed off. You can just maybe stay in a bed and breakfast or um, a guest house. And therefore you're really within the local population, but still in a safe, secure, comfortable environment. And um, you really just get to interact with the locals more because on a resort, they actually aren't really supposed to talk to you unless they're serving you. So that's, you know, that's one way. Um, but you just you just step out there and try it, and and something happens. They call it the travel bug. Once it bites you, once you get home from that from that first vacation, you'll already be scheduling when your next vacation is and where you're going next. So, well, I can see that because I'm already like, what's up next with I Am Beauty, um, which is why you calling you was like one of the first things I did when I got back. Like, okay, where's where are we going next? Let let let's do this. So, um, how does one get involved in like? Um, doing volunteering and like with volunteerism and philanthropy abroad because I know when you're in your backpacking you not only did you explore these different countries but you also got the opportunity to be of service and make an impact while you were there so um I actually um was talking to someone today who's looking to go to Trinidad which I know she's listening hi Jade um and we were going exploring like when one wants to um if, if I'm going on a trip, you know, say I'm going on a vacation and I would like to make an impact or volunteer while I'm in that country, where are some of the places that you suggest someone start 
to um, make make some kinds of connections while they're there to be able to do something? Um, I would recommend that they reach out uh, to the U.S. Embassy to see if there are any NGOs, um, non-government organizations in that country that the U.S. Embassy already supports, because then you'll know it's a credible organization and then they'll have their website already listed and you can go directly to them and ask them what their needs are, because it's really important to um, ask them what, what it is they need as opposed to trying to tell them what they need. Um, and so that's one way. There's also a host of organizations who will already curate those types of experience to volunteer while you're abroad. Um, even Jelani Women, that's what we've, what, what we, what, what, I'm sorry, what we specialize in. Um, but there's a lot of different organizations who can just kind of handle all of that for you and you can let them know what type of service you're trying to do. And that's what I would recommend for someone who hasn't done it before. Because I was an experienced traveler um, and I also was an experienced volunteer in my, you know, my home in, in the U.S., um, always volunteering. It was easier for me to just kind of knock on doors and say, this is what I already do and I've been to this country before. How can I help you? You can certainly do that. But in order to just have it kind of be seamless, you, I would just recommend going to an organization that already sets that up for you. Gotcha. And how would one go about finding these organizations that do this? Is there, like, like in, in having no clue and having done this before, how do you even search for that? Like searching for organizations that will facilitate, like, um, setting up service opportunities for you when you go into a country? Well, the first thing that I did was actually um, I Google searched it and I just put uh, volunteer broad. If you put volunteer broad, things will pop up. You might have to do a little bit more searching because the first things that will pop up are volunteer opportunities for um, students, both high school and college. And sometimes it can be a little difficult to sift through those um, websites to find opportunities for adults, but they are there. Um, and so that that's what I would do. Okay. Okay. Alright. So then what would you say then are some of the benefits of traveling um, with a purpose? Like since you've, you know, done so much of it, um, what would you say some of the benefits are? Well, I mean, one of the main benefits, I think, is um, really being able to connect with the local people. That's, I mean, the culture and, and being enriched by who they are and really learning about them finding out that we have so many more um, similarities than we do differences. I think that's the key benefit to traveling abroad and being of service. Um, one of my favorite quotes um, is two roads diverged in a wood and I took the one less traveled by and that's made all the difference. Um, that really sticks to me because you really get to go on the unbeaten path when you are in service. You won't be sitting on a luxury suite, which sometimes that vacation is wanted and needed, and that's fine. But when you really want to be um, in service and traveling with a purpose, the key benefit is, you know, getting off the unbeaten path and really um, exploring and living like a local, being with the locals. That's the funnest times, in, in my opinion. Hmm. Um, and, of course, some other benefits, you get um, more authentic experience and the photos. People love great photos. It's you you wouldn't imagine some of the hidden gems in certain places that only the locals know about and not necessarily the high volume um, tourist locations. Mm. 
Monique, feel free to jump in if you if you have anything as as we're going along. Um, hey, I Monique. Love, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. Um, you know they the. the the whole idea of the unbeaten path and really giving girls that exposure at um, as a teenager. So I, I just want to know a little bit more about like what have been the girls' experience in in being in service since you've started Jelani Girls. If you've done these trips, where are so actually where are some of the places that you've gone already, and um, what did the trips like include? So I mean, just giving our audience an idea of what kind of experience do girls and women get when they are a part of Jelani trips. Sure. So the girls, um, the girls trips and the women's trips are separate, um, but they all do service. Service is the core at the cornerstone of Jelani girls and Jelani women. And what they get is a really transformative experience. It's so much more than a trip um, because the girls and the women, they both come from all over the U.S. from different states. And so they get the regional exchange with one another. Um, the women exchange with each other from different backgrounds and industries. So there's networking. There's just a whole community. And then when they travel abroad, they interact with the Jelani girls, interact with their peers um, from that country. So um, that in itself is, is just an amazing, eye-opening experience and one of the best parts of their trip, being able to interact daily um, during their cultural excursions and their educational activities. Um, with girls alongside them from that country. But then they also get to execute a um, our international youth service project. In the past, we've gone to Ghana and we've given over 400 Christmas toys. Um, in Trinidad and Tobago, we've actually been there twice and we've given over 600 pairs of shoes as well as hundreds of school supplies. And as we set out to head to Zambia, Zimbabwe and South Africa this summer, um, we'll also be doing um, educational activities, school supplies, and, and things of that nature for hundreds of children there. And there's a leadership component for our girls um, through while they deliver this uh, service project because they have to facilitate it from start to finish. Um, and with the women, um, they actually have a more intimate group of young people that they work with where they actually pour into them their wisdom and expertise, passions and, you know, skills into uh, different experiential workshops with students. And so this, the women have gone to Trinidad and Tobago as well um, and Honduras. And they'll also be going to South Africa and Kenya. Mm, okay. So, wow. It sounds like y'all shipped a whole lot of stuff to be able to give away 400 toys and, and some of the other things that you said that you gave away. I was struggling with that. We had about nine bags to go to Jamaica because, you know, there's all these these people were saying you could ship things there in a battle, but then you mm -hmm. might have to pay duty and, you know, which is their tax. And for us, it was a lot. There's a list. These service ships can also get expensive. You know, when you open up yes. your heart, I mean, I know for me, I wanted to make sure that they had T-shirts and we wanted to make sure we had care packages and we hadn't really put a budget around all of that. And it really, really started to add up. And mm -hmm. I'm sure other people listening may want to do things as the holidays are, are coming up and may want to do things, shipping things to other countries or maybe being in service, going on a vacation and wanting to make some kind of contribution while they're there. How do you suggest that they get the stuff there? Is the whole taking the extra luggage thing the way to go? 
or is there, you know, some way to get some cheaper shipping? Like, I'm not trying to avoid nobody tax man or anything. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, no, I understand. Um, we're trying to help and not break the bank, you know? Absolutely, because it, the less that you're spending on shipping and taxes, the more you could actually be contributing and giving. Um, so I totally understand that, and we face those obstacles. I recommend, um, to answer your question, it depends on the magnitude of giving that they're trying to do. If it's somebody who's like, hey, I know that I'm going to this country to either visit family or to go on a vacation, and oh, by the way, I want to help, then just filling their suitcase um, maybe taking that second suitcase and just making sure that it's not more than 50 pounds, that would be the smart thing to do. Um, but if it's more than that, then it probably is best to ship it. And you would have to pay the taxes, but um, there's a way, there's, there's a lot of different ways um, to kind of lessen that. And it also depends on the country, a very a great deal what country it is. Um, sometimes, unfortunately, there could be bribery at the ports and you might not actually see what you're trying to ship. So it would be best to send it like the most official way possible to insure with insurance to make sure that nothing happens to what you're trying to ship. But then you can also utilize organizations again to support you with that. Or if you just want to know that you supported something, there's organizations who are already doing those things and you just want to ensure that it's your money is being put to good use. In fact, Organizations like yours and, and mine, Jelani Girls, th that would be the perfect place to donate to um, and, and plenty of other organizations. But if you physically want to do it yourself, you will have to pay those costs. You can definitely let them know that it's for a good cause. You're giving it away and they might work with you. But there's people who will say that and still try to sell it. And that's the reason why they tax you on it. Mm. Well, what I'm going to say is I'm going to go ahead and just put this in here right now. Your next book needs to be how to travel <laughs> on a budget or like how to travel and do service. I know you said your next book is, you know, Diva with a backpack, but Diva with a backpack going to need like a little workbook or something for, <laughs> no, for beginners. For, yeah. For beginners. Like for Diva us, with a backpack for dummies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that is, is what, cause I'm like, as every time you talk, I got like 50 questions that I done wrote, wrote down. Like, okay, what kind of organizations? Okay. If I want to go to the embassy, like how do I even go about doing that? Like how do I get the embassy phone number? Like where do I find the embassy? The embassy got a website. Like I'm thinking about all these different questions well, that could possibly come yeah. up. They're and, great questions. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the, all of the shipping and, you know, learning the languages and there's a lot to to think about because even myself even though going to jamaica you know most people speak patois which is like broken english but like it was funny uh, with me and sean i mean sean those of you are listening is my boyfriend and sean was doing a workshop and sean doesn't understand patois as much as i do so when sean was doing his workshops i was like practically like translating because the kids would say something and he'd be like huh Huh? Like, 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 say that again. <laughs> so that was actually a really cute gift that they gave for us. They actually gave me a book uh, that's titled "How to Speak Jamaican." Uh, so um, I, I definitely suggest that to you know people that even if you are going to a country that speaks uh, English, but like they have you know a, a dialect or like a broken English, because patois can be very difficult to understand even if you do speak English. So yeah, it's just a lot. So yeah, just consider just just 
take our consideration that what we're saying, because I think you you're a wealth of information that is just not like really out there. So a lot of what we've been talking about in the, in the past few minutes has really led into kind of like traveling on a budget. So mm-hmm. I think many people don't travel um, like to Europe and to, you know, Africa and places like Australia, because that's when the, the plane tickets get like really pretty serious. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you know, you're lodging and so forth. So, you know, if we say use Africa as an example, how would you, what kind of tips would you give to people that want to travel um, internationally and really these longer distant trips, but do it on a budget? And what really is a budget, like would be a decent budget, I guess, for a trip like that? Um, well, the actual budget itself depends on so many factors. The more flexible and adaptable you are, um, the the less money is, you know, not important to you, the cheaper that the the travel can be because... Okay, well, one second then. Let's scale it back then because within... Mm-hmm. My question then before that would be then, what would be a substantive trip? Because I know with some of these, like say for instance, when I um, was in India, like India took a whole day to get there. And I know in some of these other places, it might take a whole day to two days to get there. So realistically, if I'm traveling, like say for instance, let's let's use our trip, for example, that we're going to do this summer. Mm-hmm. The, going to South Africa, considering how many how long it takes to get there, how much how long it'll take to get home. It seems like reasonably you want to be there at least a week at Correct. a minimum. So, you know, at I would kind of start there with saying that someone's going to be there at least a week. Okay. So, um, yeah, I would suggest going to a continent of Africa, anywhere where it's going to take you 15 to 20 plus hours to get there. Um, you want to, you would, you would be advised to travel between seven to 10 days. Um, Mm. So and so our particular trip is actually nine to ten. There's three different trips. And um, yeah, so with a trip like that, the the budget. That also factors in what you're trying to do, the who's who's traveling, where do you want to stay? Because some people, they have non-negotiables where it is. I must be in a Marriott and and that's what I want. And other people say, well, I'll just, you know, be in a guest house and I'll spend more money on excursions. So, you know, roughly you're going to the plane ticket is going to be your largest line item, your largest amount that you're going to spend. And that can range anywhere from eight hundred to actually twenty five hundred dollars. So the best way to save money, again, is in the preparation. There's so much money that you can save before you even leave the country. When you when you're purchasing your plane ticket, you want to be flexible about your dates. Um, and try not to leave or come back on the weekend. So if you could travel from like a mm. Thursday to Thursday or Tuesday to Tuesday, you'd see a huge um, decrease in in the price ticket. You could also, um, some people in the comfort of flying, um, you don't necessarily need to first fly first class and you can actually um, use a layover when you have a, more than one stop or at least one stop along the way. Say we're going to South Africa and our layover is in... Um, Paris or London, um, that can be a cheaper flight as opposed to a direct flight. And it can actually be more of a benefit because you can actually get a longer layover and actually go see another country and get two passport stamps. So that's mm. what I always do. Um, I try to spend a day in another country um, off the price of one ticket. So that's a huge way to save money. Um, another major way is when you are spending money overseas, 
if you're going to use a credit card, you should use a credit card that doesn't charge um, foreign transaction fees. Mm, girl, thanks for telling me that a whole two weeks late. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, the transaction fees aren't that bad. They won't charge more than 3%. Most of them will be one point something. But still, that'll save you a little extra money. And it's only that bad if you're shopping. I know you you shop a lot because if you're shopping a lot, then yeah, you want to use a credit card like American Advantage card or or Chase Sapphire. Mm-hmm. What it was is that because in certain places like like Jamaica, because you're doing so much tipping and so forth, it makes sense to have cash. But when you get money from the ATM, they also charge you an ATM fee and then your bank charges you a fee. So we got to a certain point when we thought, OK, it's cheaper to just start using our debit card rather than using rather than going to get more cash. But in the end, it worked out that those those foreign transaction fees started to add up. And it was mm-hmm. almost like, man, we should have just went to the ATM. Because they're little, but they add up if you keep using the card. Right. So so there are cards that you can apply for um, that won't. But if you, what I usually do, because you don't want to carry a lot of cash on you as well. So you, you just want to take a good amount, get that changed over, keep it in separate places. Not, don't put all of the money in like one pocket or one purse. And once that starts to dwindle down, then try to pull out another decent amount. So you don't have to keep pulling out money every day. But you really just kind of figure out your itinerary and figure out what you can pay beforehand. Um, there's a, there is a science to it. So you're right. I do need to have a how-to guide. Um, I'm going to work on that because there is kind of a science to how to do it. But, um, it, you know, it's, it's all a part of it. That's the fun of, of traveling. You learned something new last time. And so when you go on your next trip, you'll remember something and you have like an aha, I'm proud of myself moment. Or what do you call it? Your go-girl moments. You go, girl. girl. Yes, yes, yes. So, okay. So you said so preparation. We can save money. Credit cards. We can save money. I mean, is there any way that we can save money or plan around like our food? Yeah. So absolutely. A lot of people when they're traveling, they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna go to this beautiful exotic place," and they get there and they want to order Burger King or Wendy's or they want like uh, TGI Fridays because they'll have those. American companies there and they want to I guess maybe they're homesick or they just used to what they like I don't know but for me the experience so much of the experience is in the culture which is the food the music their whole way of life if you eat like a local you'll save money like a local so that's what I suggest doing and, an- and another way to save money is when you want to call home if you're feeling homesick or you just need to reach back don't roam um turn turn your roaming off and utilize those free um, apps. If you're in with a Wi-Fi connection, which almost everywhere would have, you can use apps like um, WhatsApp. That's a popular one. Oh I yes, use, mm-hmm. yeah. I use Talkatone. There's a lot of apps. Most of the apps, the person that you're trying to call, you just need them to download the app. So make sure that they have it. If it's a loved one, a mom, a boyfriend, if it's Sean and he happens to not be with you, then make sure he has WhatsApp and you can communicate back and forth for free. But with Talkatone, you can actually call. Any phone, they don't have to have the app. You can call a landline or a cell phone. So you just, you just need Wi-Fi connection on your end. So that's definitely a way. If you have an iPhone and the other person has an iPhone, you can text them for free. So, yeah, there's... The, you okay, so wait. So our phone, we, can, we need to get WhatsApp. We need to get Talkatone. And then what did we say our takeaway was for the food? Because we was eating beef patties half of the time and jerk chicken. So it was oh, chicken. We were trying to be on a budget. 
Right. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> we wanted some shrimp and some lobster. So how do we? <laughs> okay. For the shrimp and the lobster, it, it, I'm sure no matter where you went, it was exponentially cheaper than the shrimp and the lobster here in New York. Oh, no, you're and, right. No, it was. It was. So, so I mean, that is still, you know, a high quality item. They know you're tourists. They know that's what you're looking for. So they're going to still charge a bit. But also that means moving out more into the the more local places that where the tourists aren't and if you go into those restaurants then you'll see a different price if you right, make definitely. friends and you travel with them sometimes unfortunately when they hear your accent or they see you they'll make they may just charge you a different price um so if you're with somebody else or if you just kind of walked and act the part then possibly you'll get a better price but for the most part food is usually always cheaper in most countries i mean not not Europe, but a lot of like uh, South America, mm-hmm. um, Africa, a lot of those places you'll find food to be pretty cheap. You just don't need to go to the Americanized restaurants. Okay. So have you, because I know some people that are really picky about food. And since you've traveled so many different places, have there been any places where you had difficulty like eating? Because I know for me, um, you know, I lived in India for six weeks and the food there culturally it was just very very different like you know in you know eating with like the naan and you know they use their fingers and a lot of things were like vegetarian and spicy and and curry and i i honestly like curry the way it's used in indian food and curry the way it's used in caribbean food is very different mm-hmm. so i had a little resistance to that curry and it took me honestly a few weeks before i would actually eat and, you know, in a week trip, that could become a, a really bad situation if you're only somewhere for a week and you really are having trouble with adjusting to the food. So, mm-hmm. you know, how do how because I'm sure you may have came across that before and, and especially traveling with other people that didn't really want to eat the food. Like what I assume everywhere has a McDonald's or a Burger King or, or, <laughs> or something like that, which kind of becomes the default. But. Like, what do you do? Do you travel with Raymond noodles or something just in case? Because I know, I know, like, that was what they told us to do when we went to India. So, like, I had bought, like, Pop-Tarts and, like, oatmeal and little things that were, like, non-perishables that I kept in my room, which that's a whole other story. Because I had a little friend that came in my cabinet oh, no. at night and ate my Pop-Tarts. But, Yeah. <laughs> And, I, and I'm sure your little friend thanks you uh, to this right. day. Yes. My but, little friend woke me up out of my sleep. Because you know how the Pop-Tart wrapper, it's like, <laughs> that, it's like that silver wrapper. And it kind of like, you know, almost like you've ever seen like gift wrapping paper. And it like makes like little noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was in there getting popping. Ro- snap. Woke me up out of my sleep. Mm-hmm. With, with that wrapper. But yeah, but no, go ahead. Don't pay me no. <laughs> so that is something again about your adaptability and how much do you want this experience I personally love there's not there's not much that I don't like I'm very much not a picky eater at all so um and I love curry all of them <laughs> so I didn't personally have problems but yes other people who did I I saw that's what they did um they would have crackers chips just pop tarts things like that that are non-perishable in their backpacks and just keeping it with them but then there's also one of the good things about traveling on the unbeaten path when you aren't on a resort, you're not forced to eat at, you know, a, at the restaurants. You can actually go to the local grocery store and pick up things to make a salad or just like some pasta that's really easy because the place that you would be staying in would probably have a kitchenette if it's like a guest house. Um, so that's 
you know, one way to go about it. But there are McDonald's and Burger Kings and things like that in, you know, several countries all over the world. So that's the default. If that's what you like, I don't yeah. eat that stuff. I was going to say, I think this goes back to the fact that this is just an awesome thing that you guys are doing because when, when I think about um, leaving the country, yes, like you, it was, I didn't leave the, I didn't leave the country until I went to corporate, actually. Mm. They're the ones who pay for my passport, to be honest, actually, if <laughs> I think about it. But, um. But I want to make it a point that I get my kids out and have them have those experiences. They're seeing it on the news and all these different things. But to actually go experience it is a whole nother thing. But one of the things that we try to do is to um, help with their palate because we make them try things that they look at and say, uh-uh. They smell and they say, uh-uh. And I say, yes, you have to at least take a bite. And that starts to shift things, too. And even with this trip, like taking kids that are young they're going to develop it. They're de- going to develop a different palate for food. They're going to develop a different a, hunger a different for culture. For yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and and so once that happens, you see the shift because my best friend's sister actually backpacks as well and has backpacked for years. And so we were exposed to it when we were younger. And I'm like, She's saying in hostels, what's a hostel? You know, so we were able to ask those questions and to see what that really meant. And yeah, she she was the only one in the group typically that was backpacking. But then she ended up going into a truly global field and now has lived for her job in Africa and Italy and London. And, you know, she's done all these various things, but that wouldn't have happened if she hadn't had exposure at an earlier age or she mm-hmm. kind of fell into it and realized she liked it doesn't mean that her family necessarily did a ton of things. So I think if we can make conscious efforts, if we are parents to send our kids on these trips or to go with them, if we can, um, I think that we just set them up for a little bit more success, especially in a, in a world where we're talking about global employment, true global employment, not, Oh, our company is in, another country or we have a chain and there's just happens to be an office in this location. No, thinking about the global landscape, thinking about how we really can impact change and influence, Mm -hmm. you know, change and politics and all these different things. You just open your eyes up a lot more. So we have set a goal to, to try to take our kids out of the country, not to Canada or Mexico. Not, we want to go, go away, really go away and experience something different. And if we can pull this off, we will take both of them, two times before they graduate they will go to two different countries before they graduate from high school which we hope would instill this type of like oh my gosh I want to go back like you said when you Mm -hmm. get bit by the bug Mm -hmm. you want to do some different things and it's not just the or the high school trip it's beyond that and and I don't know if it's going to work or not and I don't know if our kids will truly be interested they appear to be and if we have the financial resources to do that we were we're definitely going to do that but this whole going like when you're in high school is fantastic. I mean, it, it just, it really shifts our culture too as, as the States, I think. So I just say Jelani girls is, is great. Jelani women is fantastic. You know, and the more that we can continue to educate people about how easy it is, if you have someone who's experienced, mm-hmm. just go with them, you know, figure yeah. it out. If you have the financial resources to get the plane ticket, the rest you can figure out, because like you say, you could be adaptable. Um, 
I, I think it's no different than a track trip for us. We have parents who can afford the Marriott, but we have other parents who are barely affording the Super 8. So we mm. as a team have decided we're going to sacrifice and stay at the lower end or rent a house and, and combine our pool our money together or something like that. So you figure out how you can do it so that it doesn't become a barrier to like the in that case, yeah. kids experiencing something yeah. at a large scale because so. until we start to really increase this exposure for our kids we aren't going to see the difference we aren't going to see the change and then they don't have this larger lens that their um their view is becoming I guess so to speak so yeah I, I don't know I mean from what I'm hearing this just sounds really exciting and it, it sounds like even though we need the book for dummies, I think it goes back to us taking the leap out of corporate America. Sometimes you have to take the leap into some other things. I know it's not necessarily safe to just jump into a different country, but I do think that there are a ton of programs um, out there. And even if you do go to a student organization and maybe it's just for students, that could be a place to start going to a university and saying, hey, look, I'm interested in this. Could you guys help me? Because they're so passionate about it, they'll they'll help link you up with the proper places. And too. you can also go as an adult by chaperoning on those. Exactly. Those. Right. I really exactly. like what you said about, um, you know, being able to pull the resources together so that everybody gets to go. That's what we do with Jelani girls. And actually Jelani women is much more than a trip. It's also a membership. And so the women, when they, when they do the one-time membership fee, it helps support it. A hundred percent supports the girls who have financial hardships. So girls, no matter what their economic status is, they're able to have that experience and go abroad and reach for the stars and really reimagine what it means to be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. Well, one other thing that I just want to to mention, which again, um, going back to Monique's point that um, I would have never got that experience had I not had uh, my experience in corporate and being able to go to India, I got exposed to the whole concept of medical tourism, where there are certain parts of the world in which people go to have certain procedures and, you know, certain medical, um, operations and so forth done. And when I was in India, I realized that, um, to get LASIK, it was only like $750 to like $800 there. Whereas we know here in the States, it's like $3,000. So while I was there, although it wasn't something that was what that I had intended to do, I got LASIK while I was over there and got my teeth whitened. Because I had no idea that, like, you know, they they were really good and, like, you know, ranked very high in the world um, for doing these kind of procedures. And it was just, it was extremely cheap in comparison to here in the States. So there's so much that you can be exposed to by getting outside of the space that you know and really going abroad um, and gaining some experience. So this conversation has been like very, very helpful. Um, Chad is giving me my, my, he's giving me my five minute mark. I think now that means that we're down to four, but uh, Ashley, just before we leave, is there anything else that you would want to just share um, to our audience before you go? Um, Please do so. (laughs) I know I just kind of left you out there. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I love to just, give my contact information so people can stay connected. And if they have any questions about our program or what you and I are going to be up to soon um, with girls from all over the country. And, um, but before that, I was thinking about with this whole segment being trips and kind of tips, 
Um, I just wanted to put it out there that if you're thinking about traveling if you, uh, again and you already have traveled, there, remember that there's a six-month rule in a lot of countries going out with your passport. So just double-check your expiration date and make sure it's mm-hmm. not you're not just basing a trip off, oh, I have five months left, because that will be problematic getting into the country, whereas the U.S., they'll base it off of the actual date that's on the passport. And because 2016 is a very... Um, high traffic year for renewal of passports, you really want to reapply for your new passport um, as soon as possible without waiting to the last minute because there's the State Department is saying that there's going to be a high volume of passports, so there may be a longer wait. And I know there's, you know, all kind of things going on in Brazil and other places where people might want to go. So just wanted to give that information. But please uh, check us out on social media and our website, jelanigirls.org, jelaniwomen.org. And if you're not up on your Swahili, that is spelled J-E-L-A-N-I, girls.org. <laughs> Thank you, Ashley. I was actually going to say, you probably want to spell it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us. And we want, you know, to meet the challenges that you have. We want to know what they are. We want to hear from you on our show and how we can help to elevate all the areas of your life. So visit us at keepingitbeauty.com. Visit our Girls Talk section and sound off. Like, let us know what questions you have, topics, things that you want to talk about. If you want to be a guest on our show, contact us there. We have a lot of things coming up. So you can join us for our Beauty Dreamers event next week where we will be having a vision board and New Year's declaration party. So next week, December 23rd, from 630 to 9 at 508th Avenue. And also to our parents and teens listening, our spring boot camp for teens is coming up for girls 14 and 18 years of age starting January 16th. And seats are filling up very, very quickly. As you know, we don't work with really large groups. So definitely if you want to know about all that's happening with I Am Beauty, you can go to our website, IamBeautyInc.com. Follow us on Instagram, IamBeautyInc underscore. And like our Facebook fan page, I am beauty inc so just to recap some of the things that we learned tonight we ashley has really given us a wealth of information but when we're traveling like let's be prepared be flexible about our dates no weekends if we decide to fly coach it'll help save us some money credit cards we want to find cards that have no fees food we want to check out those local places and bring us some non-perishables just in case we totally don't like any of the food there <laughs> our phones you want to make sure that you are not roaming Get that Wi-Fi and, you know, use your iMessage through Wi-Fi, WhatsApp, talk a tone. That's a new one that I learned tonight. Also, your passport, definitely want to make sure your passport isn't going to expire within six months because you might have an issue getting into the country. So, again, thank you so much for joining us. And I'll leave you with this thought. As a traveler, you have two choices. You can buy an all-inclusive package. Never step a foot off the resort and return home with a sunburn, a hangover, and an extra 10 pounds. I know many of you can relate and have probably done that before. Or you can venture outside your comfort zone, leave a place better than you found it, and return with a refreshing new perspective. So what will you do? And I truly, I can't wait for our next adventure. So thank you again, Ashley. Thank you so much for my dope co-host, Monique. Good night, everyone, and be beauty. Be beauty. Good night.